morning. We're on Yotchech Hamad Beis, holding in the middle of a very exciting story, uh, lesson suspense from yesterday. Uh, we're discussing, we're, in fact, we're trying to prove, as we will see, that um, Mitim do know what goes on in this world. And um, we brought a story with a certain Chosid. We'll explain to Hashem soon a little more what's going on in this uh, very interesting story about there was a certain Chosid who's, um, it was Erev Rosh Hashanah, and Oni came knocking at the door. So he gave away, it was years of famine at that time, there was a financial poverty, and uh, he gave away his dinar, he gave away a money, he gave away a bit of money to the Oni. So his wife got all upset with him. How could he uh, just uh, spend their money like that? So, he said, uh, so that night he went and spent the night in the Beit HaKvaret, and he heard, he heard two ruchais, two spirits of uh, two young, um, of, of two dead people were speaking with one another, and one said to the other, let's go, let's hear what's going on, what's going to be on this year. So that one said to the other, I can't do that because uh, I've been buried by Machatzele Shalkonim in a matter of weeks, and therefore my, my spirit is trapped, it can't get out, and therefore you go here, come back and tell me. Fine, it went away, it came back, said, no, what, what did you hear? So the first year, what happened was, it said that I heard that anyone who sows in the Riviyo Rishona, anyone who sows in the early season, um, there's going to be borrowed this year, there's going to be a, a bout of hailstones, and it's going to wipe out anyone, because anyone who sows early, uh, the produce will already be much harder, it'll be more brittle, and it'll be broken up by the hailstones. Fine, so he went off that year, this process, and he sowed, made sure to sow in the later season. Obviously, everyone who was eager to sow, because it was years of uh, a famine, so they all sowed early, theirs all got wiped out, and his survived. He, he, he um, sowed in the second, second season, Revia Shaniyah. The next year, he went back, um, he went back to the Beis HaKvaris, spent the night there again, and once again he hears this whole uh, conversation between these two Ruchos. One says, to the other, let's go. The other one says, I can't because I'm trapped in this Machatzele Shalkonim. Fine, so the first one goes off, comes back and says, no, what's... The other one asks, no, what do you hear this year? He says, this year it's going to be the opposite. Because this year it's not going to be hailstones, it's going to be wind. There's going to be very powerful blasts of wind. Shidofen. Which are going to come, and obviously anything which is very weak will just get blown away. So therefore, anyone who sows in the second, second season, it'll still be too weak, it'll be blown away. So, everyone this year thought, well, we were worried about the hailstones, so they all sowed late, and he sowed early. His was already much stronger, it could withstand the wind, and theirs all got blown away. So he came, so his wife said, what's going on here? You know, everyone, you seem to know things which other people don't know. Everyone suffered for two years, you seem to know exactly when to sow. So he told her the whole story, told her this whole story with the, uh, the night he spent in the Beitak Forest and the secrets he'd learned. So, we're up to, um, Loha Yu Yomim Muatim. It's, um, basically right towards the end of the middle-sized lines on Yudchet, on the base. Loha Yu Yomim Muatim, the last, the last, uh, middle-sized line. Loha Yu Yomim Muatim, it wasn't many days, it didn't take very long, the inevitable, that the, uh, there was a, um, an argument between the, between the mother of this young lady who'd been buried, who'd been buried in a, in a, in a Machat Selah Shalkonim, that's the mother of Esau Rivo, means the young lady, 
and the wife of this Chosid, they got into a bit of a spout, and, uh, into a bit of a spout, I should say, and then, Omradah, so the wife of the Chosid said to her, said to the mother of the young lady, Lichi, let's go, and I'll show you your daughter, she She's buried in a mass of reeds, in other words, I'll show you. This is her way of getting her, look at the way your daughter is buried in Bizoyan and disgrace. Lishon HaMacheres, the next year, Holach Vadon Vavetakavoris. He once again, the Chosid went and uh, spent the night in the Vavetakavoris. Vishoma Uson Rucho Ishemisapare Zum Zum. He heard the two spirits speaking with, with one another. Omerloch Chaverti, so one said to the other, My, my friend, Boi, come, Vinoshe Boilon, let's go sort of swim through the world, let's go fly through the world. Vinishma Meachoya Paragadon here. From behind the fence in Shamayim, Ma'puronus Baba what punishment coming to the world this year? So Omrullah. So the second one said to the first one, Khaverti, my my dear friend, Hani Khini, leave me alone. The Vorim Shabini Lebinoch, Kivanishmu Benachaim. The things we've been discussing between me and you have already become known, they've become heard amongst the living. That's the end of the story. Says the Gemara, almost we see Yodi, the people, that the Mason know, they know what's going on. How did the, how did this uh, young lady spirit know that they, that, you know, Ben Achaim, they already knew about the whole thing, the Machatele Shalkon, how did they, how did the, the spirits know? So you see that they know what's going on, Ben Achaim. That's the point of this whole story. The Gemara says, you've still got no proof. Dilma Inish Acharino Shachiv the Ozil Omaru, maybe somebody else died, and went and told them what's been going on. In other words, it's not because they can actually hear and understand what's going on. They, they heard when, you know, when it was revealed, this whole secret. No, they wouldn't know. It's just because when somebody died from this world, they went up to Shamayim, and they went and told this young lady, the spirit, what had uh, transpired in the world. And that's how they know. But they don't actually know what we are doing here now. They don't know of Alshir sitting here in North Hendon, they don't know of Alshir. You've got no Raya. That's right, exactly. Well put. They don't know real time. They hear about it when somebody goes to Achamel of Essen, they can tell them what's going on in the world. That's, so far, that, that's, that's where we're holding. Now, before we go on, first of all, let's just take a few, uh, couple of minutes just to try and explain a little bit what's going on in this story. It's, I mean, it's a very, I wouldn't say strange story, but who is, when we talk about Maiseh B'chosid Echod, who is Chosid Echod? Chosid Echod, the Gemara says in, um, in Tavakamo, that uh, Chosid Echod is normally Rabbi Yudha Ba'iloi or Rabbi Yudha Ben Bob. Do you think he spent the night to Rosh Hashanah in the Beit HaTavaris? Unlikely. Exactly. So, well, well, I'm just going to give you some sort of just very brief Mahalich in this Gemara. It's really a Likot of, from a Sefer HaKosev in the Inyakov, from possibly the Ben Yoyado, the Maharshah, um, possibly one or two others, and then a, a little bit of my own, I've played around with it a little bit, but it's not a, it's just some sort of brief Mahalich in this Gemara. First point is, who was this Chos Therefore, It's more likely to be Habin Rabbi Yudabai somebody points out, because the, um, because 
we know that he was based on the Gemara in the Zohar, and we know he was very poor. And therefore, it's more likely it was him. He gave this, uh, he gave this, um, Oni the money, and his wife got all broigas with him because she said, we're poor enough as it is. It's years of famine. What are you doing? Doing that with, with our money. Next point is, he didn't go and spend the night in a base house forest. Not likely. So you say, I think it's the Seva Kosi, I think it is, who says, this whole story, or the, the, what happened afterwards, probably took place in a dream. We find the Ritzvo, the Ritzvo in Baba Basra, says this sort of thing with the, all the Maitim of Rabba Baba Khano, anyone who knows all those Maitim, fascinating stories there, it's one of the two Gomorrahs where the Vilnagon says it can't be understood literally, he says other Agadzot can, almost all Agadzot, right, the famous story of Rabba Baba Khano. Over there says the Vilnagon, it was all a dream. That's the way the Vilnagon, uh, not the Vilnagon, the Ritzvo explains it. So says that case, it's probably also took place in a dream. Notice so what happened. So, Normally, when Rabbi Yudhavai Eloi would go to sleep, somebody of this stature would go to sleep, as we learned earlier, we learned on Yudhavad, I think it was, yes, there a person, right, you should go to sleep, so obviously when he went to sleep, his mind was preoccupied with the Torah. On this night, he went to a Beisach Voris. You know what a Beisach Voris means? Beisach Voris means when, well, I mean, obviously when a person's dead, but it's a place where a person... He's no longer amongst, amongst the Chaim. For him to have to start thinking, to have to start thinking about Parnosa was a Beit HaTvoris. It was completely out of the, uh, outside of the normal living. For him, normally, he relied on Bittachan, but his wife was Broigus for them. So this was the one self he had to start thinking about, about, uh, about Parnosa. So as we know, if a person goes to sleep, whatever he's thinking about, that's what he sees in his dreams. And therefore, he went to, so to speak, the Seifar Kvoris, and that night, this whole thing took place. Now, the Seifar Tosi says it all took place in one night. These three years all took place in one night. I've got one little difficulty then, the, the last part of the story in the third year. How did that fit? It was all in the, if it was all in the dream, it may, okay, but he says the whole thing took place in one night. So he saw the first year, he saw the second year, he saw it all t- t- take place that night. Next thing we have to understand is, what is this, these Ruchos? Just a very, very brief. Here, this is um, who is it who says this? I can tell you who says this part. Uh, it, it's based on the slach. I've changed it. I've taken the liberty to change it very slightly. He talks about a nefesh. I'm basing this on on the Rav Chaim Velozhina, and uh, I mean it's not just his. It's well known that uh, the Marashah as well here that there are three parts to a person. You've got the nefesh, the ruach, and the neshama. There's another two as well, but the nefesh, ruach, and neshama. The nefesh is so to speak down here in the body. The neshama is up there. In, Sh- in Shomayim, and then you've got the go-between, which is the Ruach. Says the Slach, as I said, he doesn't refer to it as the Ruach, but after the loss from the Gemara, that's why I'm sticking with the expression of the Gemara, I'm calling it the Ruach. He says that the Ruach is the go-between. He says when a person dies, so the, so to speak, the body goes into the ground, and the Shomayim is up there, and the Ruach continues, sometimes it's with the body, sometimes it's with the Shomayim. That's the way it goes. So that's why we're talking about in this Gemara, the two Ruchos. In the Beit HaKvoris, the two Ruchos, maybe in the dream, but with these, these two Ruchos. Um, I'll skip, skip that bit, we'll go, we'll go straight to the, um, just continue with, continue with the story. There's more to discuss about the, the whole thing with uh, the, the relationship between the, the, the Neshama being there, but based on the, on the, on the Sefer Chassidim. The Sefer Chassidim says, and the Ritzvot says, that the Neshama can see what's going on with the, with the body down here in the, in the Beit HaKvoris, 
that is what to discuss. But let's just keep to the story. I think it's Ben Yoda says, why was this, this, in a dream, not in a dream, but why was this young lady buried in a mass of reeds? Which apparently, as we said, stops the, stops the, um, the body decomposing. Okay? You see, that, that's really where you have to come onto this, to this, uh, this, say, the Chassidim, stroke Ritzvah, is because Kozman, that the body does not decompose, and the Shama is also limited somewhat. Because the, this part I will explain, is that, that the Neshama really, I wouldn't say mirrors, but it goes hand in hand with the state of the body. Until the body is, so to speak, freed, it's broken down, the Neshama is not free to be able to go up back to the, uh, back to its creator and sit in the Masif to Shamal or whatever, but... The answer is because, you ask, what about Sadiq and they don't decompose? The answer is they don't need to decompose. On the contrary, it says, I think it's the, the, the Ritzvah, I'm being draw, drawn into to this one now, but I think it's the Ritzvah says, Yeah, Duk is lost with the Duk Mat Masha Machata Hatuf Kasmir If the if the Guf is covered in a Machatera Shokonim, so to the Neshama is covered, so to speak, in a Machatera Shokonim. In other words, the Neshama is trapped. And so too, we, we said yesterday that the, the, um, say the Chassidim says about this thing that it says that the, um, yeah, we said that the vermin of, of you know, when the body decomposes, it feels the pain like the Machat Shabbatai. Says the Seder Chassidim, that means the Neshama feels the pain. The basic idea, that's okay, I wasn't going to say this, but I will say it now, is that we know that the, the body has 600, let's say 248 limbs, 365 sinews, so too the, the, um, the Neshama has, so to speak, those, those, those parts. Right? The, the body like is like a glove, is like a, basically, yeah, a replica of the, of the, of the Neshama. Like, like, so says the film, uh, says, I'll take the Chavit Chaim, for example. He says the habitual Baaloshonara, somebody's a Baaloshonara. He says in the future he's going to be lacking that limb. doesn't mean a physical limb. It means the spiritual limb. He says it's, I mean, it's right from the same Chavitz Chaim. It's going to be such a push-off, going to Shomayim, going to have a whole body except missing the tongue. The spiritual tongue. In other words, the state, the Gemara says, for example, in Soto, Ke'eparoshai, you've got a headache, Yasei Batero. It's not the head. It's not really the head which is, you know, our physical head. It's just a mirror. That's the way of the Neshama, the, the spiritual head, if you want, is saying, I've got a problem. The Isaac and Torah, right? There's, there's famous stories with Gedolim who never, they, they, they always, when they were ill, they did a little bit of soul searching, their hands hurt it, they, you know, they were working out what did they do wrong with their hands. Nowadays they say we, we can't, we're just, uh, sadly, we're not in such a, such a level that we can do that. Okay, I mean, there's a certain God, I mean, maybe you know who, who I, I, I can't, I'm not sure which God that it was. He once, he never used to go to a doctor. One time he went to a doctor. His family were absolutely shocked, he's going to a doctor, unheard of. They got, it was even more absurd when he came out of the doctor, took the prescription and chucked it in the bin. So he said, what's going on? Do you go to the doctor or do you not? I mean, you know, it's, he says, very simple. I don't go to the doctor because when I'm not feeling well, I just do a little bit of salt. I work out what our pain it was. He said, the problem was this time I couldn't, I couldn't locate where the pain was. So I, I was nowhere I could start my uh, teshuvah. So I went to the doctor, he examined me and he was able to find out where the pain was. Once he's diagnosed, I don't need this prescription. Teshuvah. In other words, we, we see this idea. So therefore, when the, the body, if you want, decomposes, this is the way I understood it, when the body decomposes, that's because 
It's a simon where we have failed. Okay? And that is as a result, yes, as we said, we've taken, I think we've already mentioned this, the Ramchal, it's as a result of the Chet of Odomarishan. We have to undergo Misa, that is the, just the, if you want, the precursor towards towards Tchiyat HaMetim, when ultimately we'll be able to raise it all up and it will be, it'll be fine and dandy. So you read the Lutzer but the fact is, after the Chet, we are not perfect, and therefore it's all part of the, the chicken, and therefore the body decomposes, and the Neshama sees which part it's fallen short in. Okay? So therefore you're asking, what about going back to your question? And that's why it says, Kosher Vimo Lameis, so let's say the Chassid, and that means the Neshama. When the Neshama sees the body decomposing, it feels pain. Oy vey, the hands decomposing, it must mean my spiritual hand wasn't, isn't as perfect as it should be. That's the pain. It's where it's fallen short in its mission in its world. Yeah? That's the, 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 the basic idea. I said Sadiq. And the answer is Sadiq here. They say, I mean, they, they say, I, I, I don't know whether it's a COVID or it's not a COVID to say. But I, I, I think it was with Ramosha Yitzchak. I think it was. Yeah, Ramosha Yitzchak Siegel. Then the, uh, the first master of Shiva. That um, they, for some reason, I think they had to, oh, I think it was with him. They had to open his uh, kever, which we'll come to in a second, but they had to open his kever to, for some reason. And they found his body was completely uh, whole, except one, one part. And that was the mockum of the tefillin. Tefillin They checked his tefillin shorosh, it was possible. And it's not, it's, not, it's not a kasha, because we know, al-salotah, you rely on kazoka. You're not mukhuyah to check your tefillin. If you're wearing it every day, you're not mukhuyah. Salotah, it could be, he did have to check, it wasn't spotted. The female got it, but as I said, it's not, it's not chas for shalom, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't his fault, on the contrary. The rest of his body was completely whole, they say. Okay? Do you want to hear something even, I wouldn't say even more amazing, they say the Vilna the gone, when I think they would have to reinter his body or something. Do you want to hear something amazing? Somebody was there at the time. They said they could see his lips moving. So he saved himself over his black ever, quite literally. I saw this in a, in a safer one. Okay? Quite literally, he saved himself over his black ever. But, um, so that, that, that's, that, that's the way I understand it, is, is, uh, is like that. So, it says to Ben Yoyal that Abad, it doesn't mean they buried her in a Machatel Shokone. Do you think her mother would have let them do that? Do you think no one knew about this? He said more, more likely what happened was, he says you have to realise that they're called Amgushis, Amgushim, but they, they take, they, what, what they do is these um, people who practice witchcraft and sorcery, they go to the base of forest to do it. And they dig up the, uh, they dig up, uh, the, uh, mason, and they, they, they basically, they, they steal their tachrish and the, the burial shrouds. Apparently they're able to use those for, probably put them on. So what they did was, they probably dug up, this is what he, he reckons. They dug up this, uh, this, this kever, they took her burial shrouds, and they found them, and they dumped it on top of her. Tachava. So, um, so, as, as, as a result, she was buried in the Machatela Shokonim. Um, and that's, that's basically the, uh, that, that's the, the explanation of the story. Yes, so according to, him, is, according to him, that's just what they found. So they j- j- dumped it on top of her. Yeah? I'll tell, I'll tell you what, what I found fascinating. Yeah. That wasn't the theory. That was what happened in the story. She was wrapped in a, in a thing of reeds and it stops the body decomposing. Yeah, because uh, if she was buried in, uh, in normal burial shrouds, she wouldn't have had the problem. 
the body would have decomposed. A pack, then she wouldn't have as the the ruach would have been uh, her ruach would have been free to. The whole the whole story wouldn't wouldn't have, wouldn't have, uh, the whole thing was that. Yeah, and that that's why then the mother got into a whole argument and she says, "Come look, I'll sh- I want to ask something. If you say it all took place in one night, okay, I may not have much of a kasha. but not everyone learns of that. Why didn't this prophet? We're saying this was Rabbi Yehuda by Eli. Why didn't he go and tell them to take her up and rebury her with a with a um, with burial shroud?" That's all. We have, we have a riot from here. You're not allowed to do that. You have a riot from here. You can't just, you know, I mean, we know it's our lot, but you can't just, you know, sort of uh, decide to, to uh, un, you know, dig up a, dig up a kever just like that. There are only certain, the Shulchan Aruch says, to rebury in Eretz Israel, to bury with their fathers. They say, and I think they say, possibly the Chazoy Melozer. So some place can say, what's the Chazoy Melozer? They want to say for certain other cases. Some say, no, Mamash only for this case. Only these cases are it's Israel to bear, it's but it's not so, not so posher. So, I, and then I thought, maybe you'd have a riot from here, because if it took place in a dream, we know dreams, the Gemara says later on in Barbara, heaven, you can't trust dreams. How do you know she was buried in a Machat Sela Because he saw this in a dream. If he saw this in a dream, then you've got no riot. That's why I, I didn't, that's why I'd written, written in notes. So I decided now, just, you know, last night I thought, you know, we're going to be giving a shit on this. Let's, I looked around and found I'm not the first one to pick up on this. They bring riots from this, They've got some very interesting shiders. For example, I, I, um, they had they had a which which one should we start with? It, 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 in the sefer called Shuvah Shalemot, Reb Chaim Fischel Epstein, he had a shider. Um, what was his actual shider? Yeah, his his actual shider was. I, I, I don't you didn't go through the, the whole thing there, but his shider was there was uh, there was a certain woman who said that she said her daughter was nifter. And her daughter came to her in a dream and said that, um, and her daughter said that they should take her out. She wants her to be, please have me uh, buried somewhere else. Because they buried me next to somebody who committed suicide. I don't want to be buried next to somebody who's, uh, I, want to, I want to be buried somewhere else. They went to the doctor, the doctor who knew this patient, the, the one who in question about committing, the doctor said, no, no, he didn't commit suicide. So the Shaila was asked, should they take her out to bury somewhere else or not? That was the Shaila. So he brings from a, a, a Chassam Sefer, who, who in fact quotes from a Sefer Chassidim. He's got, got a, a, a similar sort of thing there. And, um, and the Chassam, basically he says there, you don't, you don't take any notice of dreams. Dina Tziv brings um, a Sefer Chassidim, who says, when do we take that Chalom, you don't take any notice of dreams, that's only um, in, a, in, a, in a normal case. But if it's Nagea to the mate himself, the mate himself comes back and says, I want to be buried somewhere else, it's my covet at stake, then you do take, take notice of the dreams. But, and this is where we come to our point, the Savior of Ereisek says, not true. How do I know? How come I here? Even if, you, if, you, if it wasn't in a dream, you've definitely got a kasha. But if, at least if you say it was in a dream, so we can understand why this boss didn't do anything about it. I bet it's for her own covet, her body, I mean it's more than covet, her body was not, would not know Menucha, it wouldn't decompose, it was all trapped, etc., until, until she, you know, the, the burial shroud would be put back on. She so says, you see from here, 
the reason must have been he assumed is because of, because of dreams, even for the covet of the mace himself, even if the mace himself comes in, well, for the covet of the mace, you can't, you don't take any notice. And he says, and this, I'm not going to go through the, the whole shayda, but he says, you take a look in Shavos Shavos Yaakov, the shayda was that, looked at that shuva, and uh, the Shavos Yaakov had a shayda, which was uh, basically the Beisach Forest at that time, in the, I, I don't think it was actually near him, I think it was somewhere else, they wrote to him, and they found a lot of the graves had been uh, dug up, and uh, they'd taken off the burial shroud, and I think they just dumped them back on top of the face of the, of the, of the mason. And he was asked, you know, what should they do? So the first thing he says is basically you should all be doing teshuva, you should all be fasting, because the Gemara says in your vomit, this sort of thing happens, I mean, it's Mamash and Yom and Yoma, he says, because people are celebrating uh, Yom Edom, the Gemara brings to and it shows that if you celebrate Yom Edom, if you join in their festival, the result of it is that next to that, uh, the, the uh, graves of the, of the lo- in the locality, Will be, will be dug up. So he says, you should all be doing, uh, you know, fasting, and because maybe, who knows, maybe you've done something wrong, you should go to the Beisach Morris, or Mechila, in case. He says, that's what they did. He says, then they found, they actually caught the perpetrators, the police caught the perpetrators, and they admitted to it, and they told them exactly which Kavorim, but the Shaila was, I think what happened was, so those Kavorim, possibly they dealt with. The Shaila was, some of them, I think there were others, which came in a dream, and said, we've also been affected by this. Should they take those ones up or not? And he goes through this whole sugya and he talks about dreams. He says, generally, you don't, don't take any notice of dreams. He says that in this situation, when the mamash there, the, 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 the bodies are now completely naked, he says, if it's, I think, within the first month, I think he says, the bodies won't have properly decomposed, he says, in that situation, I don't know, so he says, you can dig up those, those graves. He says, generally, we don't take, take notice of dreams. Same idea again. The last shayla, which I, I haven't actually had a, look to, had a chance to look at properly, I think it's a much, much more recent shayla, I think, was there was a case, I think, in America, where a person died in hospital, and the hospital took the liberty of burying the person. Okay? Gave him a Jewish kibura, I don't know what, what sort of uh, what affiliation, but gave him a Jewish kibura, but then they realised they buried him in his throat. Yeah, I don't know, his jeans and... I mean, you know, he'd been buried in just like that. As he died, he was put in a... So the shayla was, should they, should they um, dig up in order to put the uh, tachrichin on? I, I, I just looked at the, just the maskono there. He, he, he talks about all of this and he says at the end, based on, he brings other cases where in these sorts of situations, I think what they said was to just dig up, don't take the body out, just put the tachrichin on top. Tachrichin would be the talis, but whatever the burial shrouds are, whatever, yeah. In the case where it's a talus, he brings the case with a talus as well. I think he says, just put it on top of the coffin and then put the earth back on. He says it's like a compromise, but uh, as I said, it's, it's not, they, they speak about it, a lot of it comes from this Gemara, at least in the case of dreams. In the case of dreams, you can't, uh, it's not so posh as just, uh, well, you know, if he comes back in a dream, because of this problem, that uh, dreams, we don't know whether it's genuine or not. Three times, three times. If it, the, the, the question is, even if it happens three times, in the Gemara they say later on, even if you have it three times, some of it will not be true. And the question is, how do you know which part is not true? 
You're right. When you have, they say Mustafa has a dream three times, there is such a concept. But there, we're not talking about Kavod So you should act upon it because you know it's, it's, there's definitely an element of truth that we know. If it's happened three times, and there's no other explanation for it. So then already we start to to think you know this is something we should be taking notice of. Doesn't mean everything there is true. Not necessarily. And if something there is not true, how do you know which part is not true? I mean, this is really the problem which we're facing. The question of placing the thought that is, it, yeah, at which stage can we act upon it? Is it well, as the show will come to the night period, we will see, uh, maybe we'll see some uh, halachic sides of it, where dreams are taken, are given credence, when not. But, uh, sorry, you're going to say that? Oh, yeah, 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 no. no that, 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 if that happens, did that happen in the dream either? I mean, did that happen in the dream as well? But let's, let, let's, let's, say, let's say it didn't. Again, that's similar to what I was just saying to Keith as well. Same thing. You can act on dreams. If you want to act on dreams, no problem. But don't go digging out in the lake. If you want to go sell your crops, fine. Because then tight. If you want to believe in the dream, you can. But you can't, when you've got Isturim at stake, the question is, at which stage, you've got to weigh up, is COVID armies, but dreams do have elements which are not necessarily 100% true. So... Oh yeah, yeah, but the Gemara says later on, like, like, like they learned it from the Chalom with, with, with Yosef. His brothers came down, his father came down, his mother didn't come down. It can only, in something that can be one little bit won't be true, but if you don't know which bit's not true, that's going to be, so the crops is all true if you say, if you say it actually happened outside of the dream. So the Gemara, next, next story. So we're still trying to prove, do the Mason know what's going on or not? Yeah. Which, which part? The Gemara... No, it's the Gemara saying we have no proof, as of yet we have no proof, that Mason know what's going on as you called it real time. You've got no proof to that. Oh yes, yeah, the Gemara wanted a proof from here, from the fact that on the third time, the, this young lady said, you know, they already know, what, they already know what's going on amongst us at Ben Achaim. How does she know how does she know that we, that everyone was talking about her? Being buried in a machatzela shall call him. How does she know? Must be they know what's going on, what we're talking about. So the Gemara says, no, you've got no proof. As you said, cause it's, who says it's real time? Could be when Sandy was nifter, they came along and told her. Right? This, we're going to see this sort of uh, give and take of the Gemara. Do they know it from actually what's going on when it happens? Or do they get told by somebody else? La Achamita. Yeah? You'll see in the next story, it's the same sort of thing. Next story. Um, Toshima, four, four lines down in the wide, the very wide lines on your Tresom and base. Toshima. Ziiri used to leave his money with his host um, whenever, he, whenever he stayed there. When he, by the safety, he went to the Beit Hamedrash. 
And when he came back, Shekhiva, she was dead. Okay, I mean, you could probably read that as also was in the Bay Ralph with either part. He'd leave it with her while he went, while he went to the Bay Samedush. Either way, what happened was he went to the Bay Samedush, he, uh, he came back, Shekhiva, she was dead. He wanted his money. Where's my money? So, Ozal Bastor, the he went after her to the Khatar Moves, to the, literally the courtyard of the dead, which again they say is going to be, doesn't mean he starts going to, you know, basically starting bringing up Mason. Again, Khatar Moves more likely means to him it was unusual to be concerned with money. That's what the right we said on the, the first chat as well. Khatar Moves means it's unusual for him to be busy with money. For he, look, he said, I need my money, I can't learn without my money. So he had to go sort out his money. Oh my Lord, he said to her, right, maybe this took place in a dream, it may have taken place in a dream, but he said, where is my, oh my Lord, he said to her, where is my money? Yeah? Out of interest, by the way, where, where did they put that, did they put it together with the, separated, it goes with the next bit. And then when he came back, she, she was dead. She does. Right. I mean, they, they, used, they used to go off to the Bethlehem for, for, for quite a while, yeah. Finally, he went, he went to, let's say in a dream, maybe not in a dream, and he said, Zuzi Heicho, where is my money? Omar said, she said to him, Zil Shaklinu, go take the money, Mitusse bit, uh, I'm just reading the Gemara, but they changed the Gemara to Mitusse bit Sinara de Dasha. It's underneath, but it's, it's in the, uh, like the door hinges. And in those days, they didn't have quite hinges as we have it, but uh, the thing that the door swivels on. I think normally they had it more, one in the top, one in the bottom, as opposed to actual hinges. They had something going up into the lintel and one into the, the uh, path underneath. But uh, go find it there. But Duch Talan in that place. The Eimah and at the same time, could you please tell my mother, to Shadali Masrikoi, that she, could she send me my comb, the Kupsoi Zekuchalo, and my tube of... Uh, like uh, makeup, cosmetics, uh, of eyeshadow, literally. The Adi Planita, together with a young girl, a, a certain woman, the Asiyonomoto is going to be coming tomorrow. And Rashi says, the, the, uh, the, what she was basically saying is, she wanted a comb, she wanted, what did she want? Rashi says it was Adamas Nefesh. She was a young girl, Nebuchus Nifta. Rashi Rashi is, because she died young, Omra came to Agmas Nefesh. It was a way of ex- expression of Agmas Nefesh. That's what Rashi says. Again, I'm sure they, they talk about what the significance is, but uh, that's what she says. Al-Kopon, what you see from this is, Al-Moyavi. So you see, they know what's going on in this world. How does she know that so-and-so is going to die the next day? Obviously, she knows this, this uh, lady she's talking in question is a, is a ghost is on the verge of death. Otherwise, how would she know that she's going to die tomorrow? Must be she knows she's mamish on her deathbed. So tomorrow, that's not a proof. Dilma doima doima kodim umatsuiz. The malach called doime is the saramamune, is the one who's, who's, uh, is the malach who is uh, pointed over the mason. And maybe in Shamayim, this uh, malach called doime has, has uh, made an announcement. Dumo uh, from Dumio. Right, from Dumo is in silence. Okay, yeah. That uh, maybe he's made an announcement that this, this lady is going to die. So that's how, this, that, that's how the, uh, 
this um, young girl who's, who's been missed her knows what, what's, uh, what's, what's going on. So, but not, again, not from what's going on in the real world. Tashma, here comes another story. The father of Shmuel, they used to deposit with him money of, of uh, orphans. When he was Nifter, Shmuel wasn't with him at the time. So, um, he didn't, obviously if he would have been with him, his father would have given him instructions where the money was, but he wasn't there at the time. So they started to call him um, the son of somebody who eats the money of the Yisraelis. Again, in other words, what happened to the money? Where's that money? Again, I'm not sure you could... Are they accusing the father? Are they accusing the, the, the son? If it means, literally means the son of, then they're saying the father was the one who's done away with it. Sometimes we find though Ben Odom doesn't mean literally that. But they're saying either way, you and your father between you, seemingly the father, you, literally you've eaten up the money of the Estonian. Where's our money? So again, this was a case of uh, he had to cease this. He went after his father to issue the courtyard of the dead. Omalu, and he said to them, Abba, I need Abba. So Omri they said to him, Abba Tuba Ekaha. As Rashi says, all the, uh, sort of, the Nishamas of the Mason were all sitting up there in the Sifta Zerakiah, up there in Shamayim. And he said, I need Abel. Where is Abel? So he said, uh, which one in particular? So I said, you know, I need Mr. Cohen. And, you know, which one? There's a lot of Abels up here. So Omar, he said to them, Be'ina Abel by Abel. I need Abel, the son of Abel. That was his name. So Omar, he said, Abel by Abel, Mami, Ektubayikah. You know, a lot of people have died. There's a lot of people who are called Abel by Abel. Omar Uzi said then, but Ina, I need Abu Bar Abu Abu Adishmuel, the father of Shmuel. Oh, Heikho, where is he? So Omar Uzi said to him, ah, now we know what you're talking about. Salik le Mesifta Zerakiah. He, he's gone up to the, to the, um, yeah, to the Beis HaMedrash up, up above. So Adahochi, now again, is that, is that a command? Are they telling him? Are they telling him that you should, uh, you should go up? Presumably they're, they're saying he's gone up, yeah? He's gone up to the Mishnah Zerakiah. So, in this, presumably in a dream, Shmuel now follows his father, he goes up to the Mishnah Zerakiah. A lot of these, that's what I'm saying to you, these Gomorrahs are interpreted, they may have taken place in a dream. And otherwise, huh? Yeah, not just a long story before. Because it's, I don't, I, again, I don't know, but, what did he do? Where he went and brought up the, the, the Ruach, I mean, through a seance. And he, it's not likely. How did he contact his father? So again, I would presume a lot of the portion we learned took, took place in it. Through a dream, he was able to contact his father. Maybe not. I mean, maybe there are those who are not like that. It doesn't have to be in a dream. But let's say, so at that point, he saw his good friend Levi, he also said, Roy, he was sitting outside the Beis HaMedrash, the Rekiah. Omar Isi said to him, Am I your Sabte, Roy? Why are you sitting outside? Why haven't you been able to go in? My time of those Salaks, why haven't you been able to go in? Omar Isi said to him, he said to Shmuel, So Omri, because they've told me, Tokia not Shoni, because of all those years, the Lutsalika at the Mesifta the Rebbe Ephes. You didn't go into the Beis HaMedrash and to the Shea of Rebbe Ephes, but Chalishte Ledafin, you upset him, Lomailin on Nochle Mesifta the Rekiah. 
We will not let you go into the Yisam Edrash to Rekhiyah. Middle can I get middle? Right? It's, it's a Gemara in Ksubos which says that he used to sit out. He wouldn't go into the... Whatever, he didn't go into the, into the Shea of Rebbe Yafet. It's a Gemara in Ksubos. And it upset. It, uh, it upset. It, it upset Rebbe Yafet. And therefore they said, you called them upset. Middle can I get middle? We're not letting you into the Mesif to the Rekhiyah. At that point, also Avua, his father came along. Right? The father of Shemuel came along. So Shmuel noticed that his father was crying and laughing at the same time. Omalisi said to his father, My time of Kobochit, why are you crying? Omalisi said to him, because you're coming here soon. Yeah, you're coming soon. My time so why are you laughing? He said the Khashiva Bahai because I know that you're very Khoshim in this world. You're very chosh of it, that's why I'm laughing. Omali, he said to him, he said to his father, Ichashimna, if I'm so chosh of, I want them to let Levi into the Mesif to If I'm so chosh let them listen to my, let them carry out my wish. Yes, he was chosh enough, they listened to him up in Shemaim, they let Levi into the Beit HaMedrash. Omali, then he said to his father, Zuzi, he asked me, Heicho, where's the money of the assignment? Omali, his father said to him, Zil, go, Shaklinu, take them. But Amsa Derechaya in the 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 uh, the Amasa Derechaya is the part on which the the mill sits. It has like a base, and that's called the Amas Derechaya. It's there. Iloyu Tosoy, the money which is at the top and at the bottom, the don is our money. Umitsoy, the money which is in the middle, the Yasmi that belongs to the Yisraeli. So Amalisi said to his father, "My time of Avatotochi. Why did he do that? Why is ours at the top and the bottom, there's in the middle?" So Omar Isi said to him, because Iginuve Gonde, if Ganovim come along and want to steal money, Miganvumidi Gonde will steal our money. Because Ganovim, the first place they, they want to, is, is that, uh, you know, height, they, they take from the top. That's where they'll take. Iochla Aro, and if the money gets damaged because it gets rusty and it gets because of the ground, literally gets eaten up by the ground, Mididon, Ochla Mididon, let our money be damaged. So theirs is in the middle, so it'll be protected from the ground, and it's not the first place that the, the Gavazim go to. Says the Gemara, that's the end of the story. Almost, you see, the Yodin. So they know what's going on. Now Rashi learns, how do they know? The Rashi, two lines up from the end. Rashi says, Alma Yodin mi ben Amesim. They know, uh, sorry, ben Achaim, sorry, yes. They know who is Chosho ben Achaim. How did Abu Adishmael, how did he know who was Chosho? Because he knew what was going on down here. He saw how his, his, his son was such a, a son of Chosham. He knew it was Chosham. Sorry? Go on with the knowledge and based on that. I mean, the truth is, because the other problem is that he, he's really knowing what's... what's yeah, it's what's upstairs. And you see, at this point, we don't assume how would he have known who's Chosham up there. So, I mean, if, 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 if we look at Tosis, let's see what, what, what Tosis says. Tosis says something slightly different. Alma Yode, Mizikoome le Agel Kootis, and the fact that he said you're coming soon, um, they obviously know what's, what's, uh, what's going on. Now, again, presumably, again, you're going to have the same problem. How did he know? Yeah? 
He says, "Velo mosi v'shanuye kitzelel." You can't answer like he said above because Duma called him v'omalu because this malach would have announced. Dainu dafke la'alt. That's only straight away. I will call kach lehoya makdim to ask me ino yadeh. Even Duma doesn't know who's coming. So how? Yeah, he doesn't know who's who's uh, who's coming. So therefore, Duma he only announces when somebody's on the verge of death. He says, so-and-so is about to be Nifta, make a, you know, make a place, whatever it is, but uh, he announces that. He says, you're coming soon. Doesn't mean now. So how did he know? It could have been from Shammai. It must be, because he knew what was going on down. Maybe he knew that uh, Shmuel, I mean, Shmuel was, uh, was a doctor. So, I mean, I was going to say Shmuel, but maybe went to the doctor, but he knew maybe Shmuel had certain ailments, so he knew that Shmuel was, wasn't in the best of health. That's what we have to assume. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to run into the same problem again. If he wasn't on his deathbed, so how did he know? So it must be he saw something going on down here, which gave him a clue that it's, uh, you know, Shmuel, you don't have much more time in the, in this, in, uh, in the, the land of the living. That's the way he chose to say. Rashi, as we said, because he could see, see who was Chosho ben Achayim. Again, presumably not from Shomayim, I don't know about Barod Mazakayav, doesn't, uh, apparently what wasn't enough. I mean, the, the absolute truth is, we, we find, no, uh, you see, Baron Mezakeh, Mezakeh Avua doesn't necessarily tell you who's so cautious. Because there's stories about even uh, Rishoyim, you know, when they started to learn Aleph based. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you know, this with uh, Rabbi Zimirah, Semedrish Nelom in Rus. So the Chovet Chaim brings it down, because he's talking about, he's uh, actually talking about, again, the, the, you know, he's actually, it's in, not in Chovet Chaim, it's in the uh, Shemir HaTaloshim. And he brings this, uh, it's a fascinating story there, so it's not really for now, but he basically uses it to show something called Rabbi uh, Nochama Pokuri, I think it was. It says Pokuri, because Poku Kalidio, the kid said his son was the Rosha Umarusha, was the biggest Rosha you can imagine. His father was a Rosha, also Mamush. And it says that Rabbi uh, Zimira, he went, when he, he also threw it through a dream, he saw this, and he took it upon himself to go to the God of Elion to go and bring his son back. And when he went along, he said, Don't even bother, his son's worse than the father. Yeah? Just tell you very, very bit to what happened in the story, because it uh, is a fascinating story. It says that the, um, one time he was, he was uh, walking up, he was walking somewhere, and uh, he, he was being shown by an Arab around certain places, and, um, and he showed him a certain place where there was smoke coming out, or something. he said, this is an entrance to Gehenna. So it says he put his ear to the ground and he could hear, he could hear all, you know, lots of screaming. And the kid, he fell into a, into a deep sleep. And somebody came to him in a dream and he said, uh, you know, he told him, basically he's in Gehenim because he said, uh, he told him he was a butcher in the God of Elion and Upper Galilee and uh, he was a terrible Rosh and that's why he's in Gehenim. He tells him, he describes his punishment there, how he's, uh, he's burnt every day and his, his uh, ashes are scattered. It's a ter- terrible punishment. So um, he said to him, what's your name? said, I don't know. In Gehenna, we, we, we don't know our names. We, we forget our names. Finally, he wakes up and he decides, you know what, he's going to go and see what... what uh, he goes to the God of the Lord, his mirror goes along, and he asks them, and they say, oh, yes, we know exactly which bush which he was a terrible, terrible... Uh... So he said, does he have a son? He said, the son's even worse. I, I don't care. And Bikitsi, he takes, he takes the son under his, uh, under his wings, and he teaches him other faith, and Bikitsi became a very big Tom Chacham, and uh, the father comes back to him in a dream and he says, just as you've uh, comforted me, you've taken me out of judgment, so, so too you should get uh, something there. And he describes, the mamash goes through and he describes that each day when he started other phase, he was taken out of the judgment of that day, and he goes stage by stage until eventually when they started 
calling him Rebbe, I was put on the throne of the, of the Tzadikim, and every time he's Mechadish uh, Echidosh, I get a crown, of, it could be the other way around, I get a crown of the the Tzadikim HaChom. The, 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 amazing, amazing. The Rav Yitzchayim is bringing it to show, that that's why he was called, I think, I think it was Rabbi Nochum, it was somebody Pokuli. I think it was Rabbi Nochum, not Pokuli, but, and why Pokuli? Because Poku Pelidion. He took his father out of judgment. Out of the thing again. And the Rav Yitzchayim's basic story is, he says, you see, if that's what a Rosha like that gets, for making his son a Rosh Marusha, so when his son becomes a, you know, a, a, goes like that, still his father benefits from it. So he says, Koshkin, if you give your son, you know, give him a, a good Yiddish education, you can't imagine there's a chutzim, you're, you know, nothing, when, you, when, when, it's, when it's children, when it's Talmudim, you, you can't imagine anyone you affect, you affect for the good, you can't imagine there's a chutzim, you're, you're nothing to yourself. That's basically what the Chavit Chaim is bringing out there. Our component, what I'm saying is, therefore, if he's getting all these zechutim, it doesn't necessarily tell him where, how he compares, how Shmuel, I mean, you could say if he's got, he's probably on a much higher dagger. But Baram and Zakabu, I don't know how, how much he'll tell you exactly where he stands, saying Achayim. It's only if he could see that Shmuel was head and shoulders above the rest of the generation, or he was up there with a creme de la creme, he had to have known what's going on in Achayim to know that he was really, he was sort of much more choshev than, than, uh, than, than everyone else. That's, it seems that's where Rashi must have learned. Yeah, he must have known something from down here to know how Koshev he was. So the Gemara answers... Correct. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. No, no, that, so that, that, the, the case before I was saying, that was Me'achari Al-Paragul. That was Me'achari Al-Paragul. That, 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 that was nothing to do with going, knowing what's going on down here. That was, the, the Gemara's Raya wasn't from that. The Gemara's Raya was that they, they knew that everyone knew about the Machat Tera Shalkonim. And in the next story was the fact that, because they, they knew that he was a ghost, or she was a ghost. And, and in the third story as well, how did he know he was so cautious? Because he saw what was going on. He saw that, you know, the Shmuel was the, you know, the, the top Rosh Shiva, all the Shilas were coming to him, whatever it was. According to, to Tosus, he also had to see, he, wasn't, he couldn't have been a ghost age. But he knew that he was very ill. He said, I can see from your illness, it's not going to be too long. It's not going to be too long. That may be Me'achari Al-Paragot. Now, I mean, because we're saying with Duma as well. If it's like that, we're not questioning. That's going to be the answer. Let's just see the answer. The Gemara says you've got no proof. So Amadiyot, you see they know what's going on. Says Gemara, Dilma Shani Shmuel. Maybe Shmuel was different. Kim and the Choshev, since he was so Choshev, Kodmi Umachari, Umacharizei, they proceeded, they made a much earlier calling out in Shamayim. Tanu Mokom, clear a place. We've got to prepare for Shmuel coming here. So that's why, if it's according to Rashi, why are they making such an early announcement? How does Dilma know so early? It must be because Shmuel is much more Choshev than everyone else. And if you go according to Tosus, how did he know so early on that Shmuel was going to die? The answer is, because he was so choshev, Zumar made an early announcement. So whichever shot you say that it's Rashi or Tosus, you've still got no proof that they know from down here in real time that they know what's going on. Says the Gemara, let's just conclude, that Rabbi Yenasan It says the Gemara, even Rabbi Yenasan was crazy. If you go all the way back, Rabbi Yenasan said, do they really know what's going on with the sitzes? You know, why are you telling me to lift up my sitzes? Do they really know? So he was crazy. He admitted to Rabbi Chiyah they do know what's going on. So Omar Rabbi Shmuel ben Achmini, Omar Rabbi Yonatan, Menayin la Meitim shemisaprim zeh zeh. How do you know that Meitim talk to one another? 
Shinem, as it says, Vayim Hashem Elohim, and Hashem said to him, said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Zotaharet, this is the land of Hashem Nishpati, Avraham Nitzchak Niyakov, that I swore to Avraham Nitzchak Niyakov, Lamer, saying, what's Lamer? Normally we know Lamer means to go on and say to somebody else. That's the way Rashi always explains it. Ramam's got a different shot, but my Lamer, what does it mean, what does it mean, Lamer? Omar Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Moshe, Kodesh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, Leich Omar Lohem Avraham Nitzchak Uliyakov, go tell Avraham Nitzchak and Yaakov that Shavua Shemishpati Lochem, the Shavua that I swore to you, Kevakiyam Fiyad Ibn Eichem, I've already been Mekayimit for your children. Top of your testament, Adolf. The Esau said, I just said a Yodhi. So said Rabbi Yenisar, well, if that's the way Rabbi Yenisar explains it, but if you think they don't know what's going on down here, so Kiyomaru, when he tells them, my Harvey, what's the, what difference is it going to make? They don't understand what you're talking about anyway. All they know about, we said, we said earlier, they only know about their own pain. So if they don't know about anything else, you're going to tell them, oh, you know, the Shavuah has been fulfilled. They don't understand what you're talking about. They, they died so many years ago. What does it mean to them? So ask the Gemara, hell am I. So what do you want to say? The Yodi, they do know what's going on. So if they know what's going on, what's the point of telling them that they've got, they've got their Israel? They can see it with their own eyes. So what's the point of telling them? Answer the Gemara, that's look at 80 books of the Moshe. Because then, uh, at least they'll come, you know, if someone tells you a good piece of news, you give them a big scare. So therefore, Enachanami, they can see with their own eyes that Klal Yisrael are going into, into Eretz Yisrael. But, they, uh, but, but when Moshe Rabbeinu comes along and tells them, they'll give them a big the 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 uh, they'll give them a big shkaya. It'll increase the love between them, and therefore, our Kodesh Baruch said, "You go tell them." So says the Gemara. But you see, our Kapon, they must know what's going on, because otherwise, it doesn't mean anything. It's like telling somebody about about news, about uh, telling somebody who doesn't have the first clue. You know, yesterday they 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 just discovered, you know, there's another planet, and so, he doesn't, he doesn't, what's a planet? He doesn't understand what a planet. It, it's completely. He's just been living, you know, a thousand years ago, what's the, or a hundred years ago, what does it mean to him? It must be they're in, they're in touch with what's going on. I they know, oh, so then it means, at least I'll give a scare, thank you for telling me, I'll leave you with a question to think about, and that is, this Pasuk, have they gone into territory at all? They haven't gone into territory at all. So how can you tell them, HaKadosh Baruch Hu kind of Shavuot? Unless you say, you know, on the edge is already good enough. You know, Eva Yazin. It's not Eretz Yisrael yet. But I, I can't. I can't be made on that. He didn't go into Eretz Yisrael. That's a shame. Tomorrow, I'll try. I'll try and give a. I'll suggest an answer tomorrow. Rabbi Chanan.